Testing, testing, one, two, testing, beep, and we're live. Hi, Square and Squarettes. Welcome to episode number 51 of Square Waves FM. I'm your host, Bianca, and with me is my co-host, Brian, from whom, <laughs> from whom I have annexed the show, because I'm the host. You're the beep. host. <laughs> Hi, host. Beep. Hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Happy to uh, be speaking with you today. Yep. Uh, we had started recording and then we lost it because um, someone uh, had a brain fart and clicked, <laughs> accidentally closed the wrong window. I guess oh. I did. I don't know what the hell happened. It happens, to, it happens to every podcast. I'm impressed that it took us 51 episodes to do it, but we only lost like 20 minutes. No, we lost 10 minutes. It still sucks. Oh, well, it sucks. It sucks especially because of the... Uh, because of the very hard news that I just finished all speaking about, and now i got to say it all over again. So, um, yeah, we have we have really bad news to share. We um, had kind of an accident in our kitchen this week. I'm not going to go into too many details about everything, but uh, we accidentally left unattended uh, a uh, frying pan on top of an element that we left on unbeknownst to us. And we didn't realize it for a couple of hours or so. Um, and by the time we came back, we realized the the pan that we left on the on the hot element was uh, a non-stick pan with Teflon or some other kind of a non-stick coating, which uh, we had absolutely no idea. But uh, that chemical is actually toxic to birds, and so we rushed our birds to the vet right away, but uh, we got phone calls one after the other telling us that all of our birds, none of them made it. So we're, we've been super, super sad about this all week long. It's been really hard. Maybe you've noticed that we haven't really been on Twitter all week. We're just kind of coping with the situation. Yep. And also coping with not being at home because we didn't, we were unsure of the safety of the apartment after the fumes were in the air. Cause I mean, I, uh, was home during most of it, and I couldn't smell anything. I wound up having to call uh, our local uh, health uh, center just to uh, talk to a nurse to see if I should, uh, if I needed to do anything special because of my exposure. But at least that was a bit of relief, but still a bit of a wake-up call since they say it's safe. Teflon or other non-stick coating is safe, but who knows? Yeah, that's right. I mean, she called the nurse Ontario nurse hotline just as a precaution, and they had her call poison control, and they asked her a bunch of questions, and she described her lack of symptoms, and they were satisfied that she would be okay. But we had no idea. We tried so hard to provide a, a loving and safe environment for our birds. We were very careful about what they eat and where they can go, and... And even, careful, our house. Yeah, and even careful about opening our door. Yeah, very careful about stuff like that. So, yeah, so right now we don't have any birds. It's for the first time in six or seven years or something. Yep. And the house is very quiet and it's lacking a lot of the exuberance and joy that our house usually does. Not that all hope is lost or anything, but it's a very, very sad thing. We're really, really bummed out about it. So, yeah, we like couldn't stay at home for a couple of days. We stayed with our parents for a couple of nights with our uh, balcony doors open and with fans blowing out. Yeah. And we came back after two days and it still smelled pretty bad. So we had to like open up all of our doors and stay out of the house for most of the day. And we kept our bedroom door closed, but it's balcony door and windows open so that we would have one uh, safe room to sleep finally. So it was 
we were all exhausted and sleep deprived. Anyway, I don't want this whole thing to be a big downer and it's hard enough that we tried to record this once already and somehow lost it. That really, really sucks having to say all this again. Yes, it does. But the good, but on the uh, more positive note, we uh, did speak to a breeder a public about it yesterday, about uh, getting about adopting one of the babies she has. It's two and a half weeks old. We visited uh, the aviary, this aviary just outside of Toronto yesterday, and uh, had an opportunity to meet this little guy that we're going to be uh, bringing into our home in. Uh, March. Yeah, it's a baby pineapple conure, which is a, a, a our our uh, we had another conure before Kimmy. I'm sure you heard her doing a lot of beep beep in the background. Yeah, she was a uh, cinnamon, which is a uh, color mutation of the green cheek conure, the smallest conure and also the quietest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's a color mutation of the green cheek conure. So the pineapple conure that we saw is also a color mutation. Of the green cheek conure. And when it comes to birds, at least birds that are pets, the word mutation uh, isn't as scary as it sounds. It just means that through selective breeding, they... Uh, or by uh, chance. Or by chance. They just uh, uh, try to isolate different characteristics about the colors, something that might be desirable for a potential owner. So that's a secondary importance to us. We just knew that this breeder... Uh, we, we got a good vibe from this breeder um, when we saw the classified ad. But uh, we definitely wanted to go and visit her before making any decisions. So we held a, she, we, we met her and we spoke a bit. And right away she uh, came and brought a box with three baby conures. They were about three weeks old. Um, one green cheek and two pineapple conures. And uh, put a pineapple conure baby in each of our hands. Oh, they're so sweet. They're unbelievably sweet. They're just gorgeous little animals. Fuzzballs. They're, they're little fuzzballs. Well, they look they look like they're fluffy and adorable, like a little lamb sort of. But in fact, they sort of feel like a hedgehog, where it's kind of like spiny and rigid the fluffs. So you have to be careful how you touch a baby like that because you don't want to ruffle it or anything. It will like poke these little uh, these little baby feathers right back into them. So we we know having brought up Maxie from an egg, how you handle a little chick like that. So. Bianca held her chick in her hand, and it wouldn't stop looking up at her face expectantly. It was like a very inquisitive, curious, aware so, uh, aware little guy. Very, very cute. Mm -hmm. And Brian was holding this really sweet, docile little guy who, after finding the soft, fleshy part of Brian's hand, fell asleep and just snoozed. Yeah, yeah. I talked to it a bit, and it had these beautiful, doe-like eyes. Oh, and, they all uh, have beautiful doe-like eyes. They do. Conyers have the most beautiful eyes. Very, very pretty. So I cupped, I cupped the little guy in my hand, and he put his head down against the side of my hand, and slowly he closed his little eyes, and then he fell fast asleep, and it was all content. So that made me feel a little bit better, too. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's been a really, really hard week for a variety of reasons. It was just such a relief to come back home and sleep on our own, in our own beds. Yeah, after two days of sleeping on various uh, Klingons concrete slabs, a.k.a. Our parents' accommodations. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know, we love our parents like crazy, and we thank them so much for rescuing us on this short-term notice to give us a place to stay and all that. They welcome us with open arms, as, of course, we expect of them, but they exceeded our expectations, which I guess is something we, ex we expect as well. Mm -hmm. We're lucky to have our parents in town and to be on good terms with them. But, uh, yeah, it's been a hard week. So, sorry, I don't want to be a big fat downer the whole 
show long. We have a lot of good stuff. Our mm -hmm. birds were were cheerful little uh, creatures with a song in their hearts, no matter what. And so we're going to follow their example and yeah. uh, be brave. And what can you do? Keep moving forward. So there's these little. Oh, I missed that sound. Her Bianca's dad has two budgies, thanks to our recommendation. So he loves his budgie pets. And so it was nice to stay with him for a night and to hear the singing and stuff. That kind of fills a void. Yeah, it does. So the yeah anyway to conclude our story about the the uh, aviary that we visited the breeder seemed like a very knowledgeable sweet lady mm -hmm. and she showed us a bunch of the babies that she was raising she showed us some sun conyers which oh, were a little bit beautiful older beautiful bird but so loud and so chattery but still got a really good feeling from it they looked they were just such happy little vibrant creatures who were clearly in very good hands oh sun conyers are I'll make sure that I include. A picture of a sun conure. That's the first conure that I ever saw. A conure, for those who don't know, it's a South American medium-sized parrot. Mm -hmm. Definitely, and uh, it's probably one of the uh, new parrots that uh, it wouldn't be wouldn't be very intimidating to most people because it's got a smaller beak. Yeah, I think when people think of parrot, they think of the yeah, macaws and uh, all the big ones with those with huge beaks that look like they could just rip your face off. Yeah, macaw is like a full size parrot, like you would see at the zoo or like on a pirate shoulder kind of thing. It can like literally take a finger off if you don't treat them well and socialize mm -hmm. them well. But uh, I have I've been bitten many times by our gorgeous little sweet conure, Kimmy, R.I.P. Kimmy, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, she can't really do any damage. They're 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 gentle little creatures anyway. But this breeder, uh, this breeder was uh, uh, she she had a really good rapport with her babies, and when especially when she showed us the sun conures, which were a little bit older and more self aware, she like reached uh, her hand down towards them. It was so cute. They all uh, look up at her and they stretch their necks way up as far as they possibly could, and they all kind of bob their heads it's, up and down in unison. It was like it was totally synchronous. Yeah, it was like being at a heavy metal concert, sort of. <laughs> it was so cute. And then she grabbed one of them like by the scruff of the neck and was petting it around the cheeks and stuff, and it loved it. So clearly, this is a a woman with a very good disposition and a great rapport with her animals, and takes it seriously. And it's not just a job for her; it's a passion. So. Yeah. That means a lot to us. So, and it also guarantees that you're going to have a well-socialized, well-behaved, well-adjusted little pet. Yeah. So we put a deposit down. Mm -hmm. It was $250 for a, a, a little baby conure. But uh, she, rightfully so, we respected that she waits until they're about two months old before mm -hmm. she gives them away, just so that they've been weaned from the parents and weaned from being hand-fed are self-sufficient. And then she waits an extra week after that just to make sure that they're not super fragile and that they're really like self-sufficient and can mm -hmm. take good care of themselves and will be okay when they take a car ride to someone else's house and yeah. are housed in their new home. Because mm -hmm. most of the time a bird will wean at, well, most of the time when they wean, they're about five or six weeks old. Well, it depends on the yeah. type of bird. Mm -hmm. Conyers anyway. And, and uh, Budgie's too, is five or six years old. Weeks, not years. <laughs> we weeks, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Oh, well, you're still feeding off my spoon. Yeah, well, <laughs> Maxie sure like to you know, eat from our hands anyway. That's birds. Sorry, I'm getting sad. But long story so short, um, we'll, we'll have a new baby conure in the house about halfway through March. So until then, we kind of can... Uh, get uh, back to normal and uh, 
and uh, get over everything and continue to air out our apartment because it still has smells of that gross Teflon chemical. But uh, by by March, we're going to have to, like, every night we're going to have to keep our uh, balcony door open with the fans going and stuff for probably another week or so until it's all gone. Mm-hmm. But it'll be okay. All right. Uh, sorry, guys. That's enough of that. I know, I know, I know you, we don't have to tell you guys how upset this made us and how much of a, how big a part our birds are in our lives. Yeah. You, you guys all have pets, so you know what, what, what we're going through. Sure. It's hard. It's really hard. This is the first pets that I've, like, owned from beginning to end. I, I moved in with you and you had your uh, cat, Crystal, mm-hmm. and she was already, like, a good 12 or 13 years old when I moved in with you, or 11 or so. Oh, no. She was actually, uh, I believe she was 15, so uh, you only knew her when she was in her, as a senior kitty. Okay. And she, yeah, she made it till almost 20. Yep. So she had a good run. So it's different when you've had a pet from the very beginning. Kind of understand. Anyway, sorry. Let's stop talking about that. Yeah. So how about we move on to the pre-show show? You have a couple of shout-outs to give. Yes. Yes. We want to we wanna give a shout-out to Anatoly, who, poor guy, has been under the weather for a couple of days. So shout-outs to Anatoly. We hope you feel better. Mm-hmm. And we want to give a shout-out to Trolls, who we're sure we hope is uh, <laughs> recovering well from his... Uh, Love affair with a dish. <laughs> that turned into a whole thing, didn't it? He really. I, I didn't know he was going to. I was like, okay, I'm just going to have fun with this. I oh, didn't know I was going to make did. a whole thing. It's a whole thing now. <laughs> and he likes to he likes to deny that there was any sort of ditch involved, but me thinks he doth protest too much. He yeah. obviously doesn't want us to know about his torrid love affair <laughs> with a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we <laughs> we love you, trolls. We really do. We hope that uh, we hope that both you and Anatoly have a quick, easy recovery, and you're back to your old selves uh, real quick. Um, yeah, okay. This is where we left off last time. I'm I also kind of have the sniffles right now, but it's not because I'm getting sick. It's because you went into a bunch <laughs> of dusty old crap and dug out old uh, game CDs and uh, ripped a bunch of ISOs. You were going to do. Uh, we were, we were also had lofty dreams, lofty goals of doing DVDs, but we realized there's going to be like these little tiny itty bitty little pixels on our screen by the time we were done. So uh, that's true. Boy, are we stupid! <laughs> we went we went to Walmart and stuff a few times, and we're and we're <laughs> like, oh look, DVDs. Have I ever said this on the podcast? I don't think so. No. Where we read once, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yes. What am I going to say? Um, that we went once to uh, uh, a wall. I forget which Walmart. Oh. Or is this something else I'm thinking of? Oh, you tell... I know what you're going to... You're telling a different story, but you should tell that, because that's... <laughs> I know you go our, first. Okay, I'll tell... You were going to talk about our camping trip, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you go first. I, I want to just look for something. You you go first. So, pardon any rummaging you may hear. Anyway, so... One of the many things we would do would go to, would be to, go to Walmart and rummage around in the rummaging bins and rummage for DVDs. Rummage. Say, say rummage again. Rummage. <laughs> and so, needless to say, it uh, contributed to a mass collection of very underwatched DVDs. But hey, they're only five bucks. That's all that matters. Hey, DVDs, five bucks. Ooh, three for eight, even better. Uh huh. And of course, I think that was also the same trip where uh, 
because it was pissing rain out and you're bored, we grabbed uh, six boxes of condoms and put in put them in people's and re- put them in random carts. One of them I handed to a kid who was sitting in his cart. Obviously, couldn't speak yet, so I just handed it. to Kid well, walked is... away and kid <coughs> to watch turned around just discreetly watched to see if the mother would come back and see the kid holding a box of condoms. Well, I missed I, I missed the beginning. Did you tell everyone this was on a camping trip where we got rained out? <laughs> oh yes, and it was a May camping trip, beginning of May. We have uh, a thing called May 2-4, which... Victoria? Yeah, Victoria Day, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with the uh, stupid uh, Canadian holidays. Mm-hmm. So we were like, hey, it's May, it's spring, we can go camping. <laughs> Not it was in Canada. A little early in the season. So uh, needless to say, it we got rained out very thoroughly. And when I say rained out, I mean our tent flooded. Well, that's another story. True. Bianca and I have different theories about how our tent got flooded. My theory is uh, that she flooded our tent accidentally. You left a window open or something, and we came back. Well, I mean, okay, we're getting all ahead of ourselves again. It was it pissed rain. We didn't feel like sitting in our car or doing anything outdoors when it's pissing rain. <laughs> so we yeah. drove a little bit into town. We like went to a, a thrift store and bought some CDs and DVDs and DVDs. Then we went to Walmart. Put condoms and keep us in uh, random carts and found more DVDs. That's right. Came back. It was still pissing rain. And then we found our tent was completely flooded. Except- oh, so this is the... St- I, I'm realizing this is actually the story that I tell about how I knew that I wanted to marry you, eh? Yeah. <laughs> because may I... <laughs> may I go first? And then, you go and then first. you finish. Well, here's the thing. The tent wasn't all flooded. We, we uh, propped our tent on a hill. So it's slanty. And the side <laughs> that gets flooded is my side. And it was flooded because... We both we had both the tied the, we had tied each part of the flap open aside from the screen and so the entire front door of it was open. Hmm. It wasn't the uh, rear screen, just just the front door, just just the front of it, and of course the side that I, all my stuff is on is flooded. No electronics, of course. That's right. Yeah. So everything inside the tent was flooded and worthless, and was not really in a, any shape where we would want to spend a whole weekend in there. So my turn. Yes. Okay. So this being Bianca's tent, and Bianca uh, having been an avid camper already and very familiar with her tent, she said, Brian, here's what's going to happen. You're going to shut your stupid mouth. You're going to do exactly what I, what I say and nothing else, and we're going we're gonna to have this tent packed up in two minutes and be in the car on our way home. So I zipped my lip. I said, okay, and I zipped my lip. First and, she, and only time he ever zipped his lip. I know. <laughs> and she barked orders at me, one after the other. Lift this, tie that, collapse that, yank this. Sounds a lot like when we're... Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> so, yes, as she as as she said, we uh, got the tents completely packed up. As well as the eating record tent. Record time, as well as our eating tent, two tents. Yeah, completely packed up. We're in our car in like less than five minutes with the two tents. We were, of course, completely soaked. What did we do? We called my parents, didn't we? Yes, we on called... On way home. We had a scary drive home. It was pitch black. There are no streetlights because, of course, we're going to uh, well, we're on the highway. Ontario. Well, we were on the highway is what I remember, being on the highway. You yeah. couldn't see, like, you couldn't see, like, six feet in front of you. It was pouring so hard. It sucked. And it was, like, an hour and a half or two-hour drive. It really sucked. It was very nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. So I think we spent the night at my parents' house when we finally got there safely. We yeah, had hot chocolate. Because we didn't want to uh, grow any further into the city with the first uh, line of refuge. That's right. So we stopped and... Uh, 
found refuge there, and for some reason, I don't think I complained about the bed after uh, having my... <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I, I think we slept pretty soundly after that. Well, I think your parents made us sleep in separate beds. <laughs> oh, maybe, because we were just dating then. But anyway, that's the story about how I knew I wanted to marry Bianca, because I realized what an extremely effective team we were. It was obvious that the two of us together were, were more powerful than the sum of our parts. So, there you go. Smoochy, smoochy, romance, black. Okay, so that's the story I wasn't going to tell, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, you weren't very specific. <laughs> well, it was about us buying DVDs. And so what I was going to tell anyway, this is a bit of like marketing research that I read, is that you know how you, you go to Walmart or similar stores and they have this gigantic disorganized box absolutely full. Like when I say box, I mean it's like 10 feet by 10 feet. Absolutely full of DVDs. About already. waist high. Yeah, about waist high, and they're in absolutely no, like, they're completely in disarray. They're not organized in any way. They're not stacked neatly. It's just a big rummaging bin. And so what market research uh, had proven was that people, just like birds, they have this innate need to forage through things and to find a little hidden treasure under a big pile of crap. <laughs> no, I guess that's... Uh... <laughs> so that's, that's why you see this in every single Walmart. It's not like they don't care. It's not that it's stock that they don't like. They don't really give a shit whether they sell or not. That is their marketing strategy. Because people, instead of walking down well-organized aisles where people are thinking, I want to buy this thing, and they ignore everything until they see that thing, instead they rummage through the pile and they look at absolutely everything they touch and they end up buying more because it's inexpensive. And so that's what we fucking did. <laughs> How many times? We must. Oh, we had like 30 DVDs that we bought because they were such a good price. And we never watched them. We, oh, we never, ever watched them. And now they're like regular DVDs. They're in like teeny tiny standard definition. We'll never watch them. So I was going to rip them. Uh, and I couldn't figure out how to rip them with the fucking DRM that's on DVDs, video DVDs. So I just threw them on the garbage. We probably and then have... you ripped ISOs instead, and now you have like two hundred gigs of ISOs. Oh yeah, that's what you were talking about, right? So that's why I have the sniffles because I've been I went through a whole bunch of old boxes of old games and stuff like that, and they were super dusty. And I I ripped them all to ISOs one after the other and threw away the originals. Some of them were store bots and some of them were uh, copies and stuff. And I know how upset everyone on my Twitter got when I took pictures of Sam and Max jewel case and stuff and threw it in the garbage, but. Damn it, that's what I did. I ha I've had this stuff for like 15 years. They're just a bunch of jewel cases. We did uh, like to keep a few things that were valuable, like Mist and the Seventh Guest and uh, Freddy Farkas and King Quest Six and some ones that I really wanted to hang on to, Gabriel Knight One. But a lot of stuff we threw out because it's the software that means something to me and not the physical media. Exactly. I find it very liberating to reduce the amount of clutter of physical objects in my life because so, so much of... Our interests and hobbies are is to circulate around just a bunch of bits on a disc. So that can be stored very efficiently, space efficiently. So I want to be efficient with our space too. Especially when you live in a city like Toronto that's so expensive. We can minimize our square footage needs. And we can live more cheaply. We can spend our money on more more uh, bits and bytes. Yeah, bits and bytes. Yeah. All right. Delicious bits and bytes. Like shard light. Like shard light. Okay. Let's give a huge, huge congratulations to our dear friends, Ben and Francisco, and uh, the very good folks at Wajidai Games, who uh, they're publishing with and who uh, is working with them to fill in some of the blanks. But uh, a humongous, 
congratulations, especially to Francisco and to Ben for uh, nearing the completion of Shardlight. We're really, really proud of them. Um, we just, uh, I just listened to their podcast. Oh, before I talk about the podcast, let's just say that they have a release date now, March 8th. I'm really happy about that. It's just two months away and we'll get to play Shardlight. I mean, I probably should have been playing it all along. I signed up and was accepted as a beta tester. So were you. And I only got like five screens in or six screens in or so. No more than that, I guess. Well, I got about an hour in and then I kind of stopped. You finished the whole first third or so, didn't you? Yeah, I finished. Pre- I went. I got pretty far in. I got past the guard twice. No, yeah, and, no uh, details, please. Yeah, and I, quests, and I did a few quests. And I did a few quests. Yeah. But so, big. Yeah, so you gave more valuable feedback than I did. I'm not a very diligent beta tester, I suppose. So, uh, and I kind of didn't want to spoil it for myself either. I sort of re- regretted signing up for a beta test to see the game in its in its state. I didn't want to spoil the end product. Although uh, I did test um, a Golden Wake all the way through and somehow still enjoyed that when I played weren't the final version. Were you also version. on the uh, beta, weren't you also a beta tester for uh, Techno Babylon? Um, um, I don't remember if it was Techno Babylon or something else, but I uh, was a Fairweather beta tester for another Wajidai game, which I didn't get very far into. Yeah. I don't remember which. I should stop signing up for that stuff, I suppose. Anyway, yes, um, March 8th. So you can, there's no uh, price yet. I'm expecting it'll be, I don't know, the same as the other ones, around 20 or $25 or thereabouts. Yeah. Hopefully um, I get a Steam gift certificate for my birthday. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sure you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bianca's uh, birthday is the beginning of March 2, March 4th. So um, you can add it to your Steam wish list right now. You can't see the price, but add it to your wish list, and then you'll get uh, updates on it or whatever. It'll it'll be right there, front and center. Um, I also listened to their uh, podcast, the Blue Cup Tools podcast, uh, last week, and it was a particularly good episode because Ben and Francisco were talking about how to make sure your friendship survives when two friends work very closely on a long, arduous, difficult project together. Um, so that was a really kind of touching episode. I mean, the two of them have such a strong friendship to begin with, and that's probably my favorite, well, definitely my favorite thing about their podcast right off the bat. But to hear about their, their friendship being tested in various ways and saying things to each other by necessity that neither of them wants to say or to hear, really, but had to be done. Like, it's a good combination of... Uh, tact and professionalism and like grit, just kind of stick-to-itiveness. So I'm proud of those guys for making it all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, and didn't you also comment in the car that they were responding to us calling uh, their podcast disorganized? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we kind of have a broken telephone thing going on here, like a Marco Polo thing where we'll say something about the other people on their on our podcast and then they respond on their podcast. It's very childish. <laughs> We should probably all have like a, we should have a face to face one of these days and just fucking kick their asses already, right? But uh, <laughs> that's right. They said that uh, they, we, they said we called them disorganized on their podcast, and uh, they're like, "We're not disorganized at all. We do this, this, and then that." And like three minutes later, they're talking about like fucking skin diving or something. <laughs> and like, oh. although I will admit that uh, when. Uh, when Ben was talking about uh, learning country music and the slide guitar or something, and he called, uh, he, he referred to, uh, quote-unquote, the bends as one of the techniques for... Uh, for uh, oh, I've got the bends. Whoa, the slide yeah, guitar. The <laughs> so the first thing I thought of when he said that was also scuba diving, so uh, I understand where you're coming from. Yaks bend. Yaks bend. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. Disorganization is is one of my favorite things about podcasts. I love when I love when uh, podcasts meander 
and uh, get away from the topics that you can learn more about the people and not just the topic that they're supposed to be discussing. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's a, a benefit. So keep doing what you're doing, guys. And when I, so one other thing I wanted to address was that uh, Francisco said that because he came, you know, he's an extremely experienced game maker. He's been doing games for like 12 or 13 years or something like that. Very impressive. Super impressive. Um, they've been predominantly solo projects with a few little exceptions and great exceptions, like you mentioned Backdoor Man, which he did with... Backdoor Man. And Edmundo, <laughs> I think his name was. Edmundo Ruiz or something, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> and yes, you're being lecherous when, I, when you say Backdoor Man, but it was about like a male escort prostitute guy. Do you ever play that? That was a great game. No, I haven't, but I played something else that uh, shouldn't have been... It had a ton of sexual... sexual Innuendo. Oh, my boyfriend is a space tyrant? <laughs> my ex-boyfriend is a space tyrant. And that no, so that wasn't it. Although, oh. if, I, if you find it, you should play it. Get it and play it. It's very good. Yes. But wasn't there a one where you're driving and you have to shift gears? Oh, yeah! <laughs> it was Ben who recommended that. Whatever. The, the one where you uh, please your car. Oh, you please That was car. quite something. Anyway, I don't um, want to... I think I got the tank gear. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, let's pause the podcast so you can give me a demonstration. Anyway, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, what? You want to keep this just R and not NC-17? No, I want to keep it NC-17, but I was in the middle of saying something. Oh, you were, were you? Yes. So, um, Francisco said that because most of his work was solo work, he um, uh, was acclimating to working in uh, on a team because even his last game... Uh, was uh, he, he did so much of it on his own, writing and programming and arts and, uh, and dialogue and all that kind of stuff, that uh, he still felt like that was 100% his baby, whereas he had to make some compromises and accept some editorial uh, vetoes and stuff like that. Uh, uh, small, some small ones, but still he had to work uh, in uh, synchronicity with his team. And so um, he said that because he didn't have much experience working on a team, he sometimes felt like the weakest link in a chain and that he was always worried about uh, letting people down. And so, like, that's a, that's a reasonable way to feel because it's uncertain ground and all of that. And True, but being conscious of that means that he was likely to make errors and uh, was aware of uh, his weakness and, was more and probably was more able to work on it than somebody who assumes that they're uh, a brilliant team player when in fact they're not. Oh yeah, it's absolutely true. Is it is it Aristotle who said that he was like the smart the god said he was the smartest he was the smartest man in Greece because he was the only one who knew he knew nothing. Mm -hmm. Is that Aristotle? I don't know, fucking philosophy uh, and shit. Oh no, but uh, can we name our Kanye Aristotle? That's a good name. Let's see what the gender is. Oh, that's a good name. Who cares about the gender? <laughs> oh yeah, hasn't stopped us before. That's a good name. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um that kind of, uh, yeah, self-awareness for that kind of stuff. That's like half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was kind of thinking, you know, he, he, uses the, he uses the metaphor, the weakest link in a chain. But here they are at the end of their game, and they've, com they've basically completed it. And it's out in two months. So, like, they did it. So, what I was thinking is, you know, when you pull on a chain or you shake a, a chain, it uh, jingles. You hear a jingling sound. So, what that means is that every single rung of the chain is being tested and is being tugged. And so if you make it, if the chain lasts until the very end of the journey, that means that every single one of those links in the chain was mighty enough to, to weather the whole 
burden. Mm-hmm. It does, and it doesn't matter if, the, if one link is weak, as long as it all holds together. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even that means that the weakest link in the chain is still strong enough, is still more than strong enough to pull the weight. Exactly. So, good on you guys. We're, we're, we're very proud of you guys for doing what you do, and we're happy for you guys for loving what you do. That's so essential in life. So, kudos and stuff. Yeah, it's so it's. Uh hard to find something it's hard to find a job where you can do what you love in this world and uh Mm -hmm. if you have it hang on to it that's right well you have to work hard to put yourself in a situation like that so good good stuff guys oh boy and uh speaking of games speaking of games (laughs) do we do that on this show i suppose we do Mm. in case uh, you haven't in case uh you know you're not familiar with steam steam's having another sale because i made it steam Jeez. yeah the steam lunar new year sale because apparently they haven't had enough sales recently. What is it, like one a month now at this rate? Yes. Well, more than that. There were two at the end of December, and now one at the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. So it's like an average of one every three weeks or something. And Okay, so this is Lunar New Year. I suppose they're also going to have a Martin Luther King Day sale. Oh, maybe. Why, is that where the games will be free at last? <laughs> oh. Is that even the guy? I would feel like an asshole if I got that historical quote wrong. No, it's... um. We should not be judged by the color of our skin, but the, but by the uh, content of our uh, soul. Of or our sex. character? The character, yeah. Free it, man! Oh. oh, it is a Martin Luther King quote. Okay, score one for me. Well, free at last is, uh, you can also mean that it has no DRM. Okay, so in honor of Dr. King and racial integration, they're going to remove DRM from software. That is very respectful. Exactly. <laughs> what are we talking about again, man? Take down these knock down, take down these walls. Okay. Exactly. Um, I will. <laughs> so, like, screw off, Steve. Have mercy. I haven't even looked through the games. Although, actually, I looked a little bit. They did this sort of a twine game kind of a thing where... Uh, it tells a little story, like a choose-your-own-adventure thing, and you click, uh, how, did, how did you get out of this situation? I flew or I swam? And so you click, I flew, and then it shows you a bunch of flight simulator games. You're a monkey. That's all you need to know. Yeah, You're it's, a the, monkey. it's the year of the monkey. You have monkey. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a giddy woman. <laughs> I've only had a little bit of coffee. Oh my gosh, you've had so much caffeine today, no wonder. All right, well... I haven't had that much coffee. I mean, you had more coffee than me at breakfast. Yeah, but I can handle my caffeine, apparently. So stow it, woman. All right. Me, me, me. Me, 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 Okay, chill out. Now we have some uh, voicemails. Let's start off with Trolls' latest weird-a-thon. <laughs> thanks, thanks, dude. Um, okay, so I want to... I'm going to try pausing the podcast, and uh, I will uh, insert his thing here so that it is of good quality. Let's try this. Pause. I realize that my messages are still preambling, or is that pre-rambling, quite a bit, but I do remain steadfastly confident that the wisdom I am about to bestow upon you belongs forever etched into the annals of recorded wisdom, however cryptic and obtuse it may seem to you at first. Yeah, my annals hurt. (laughs) Is there going to be a point to this? Because I'm really dying to know at this point what the uh, what this is all going to culminate into. I don't know, dude. I guess it'll culminate into something else. I don't know. He's like leading us on a mystical 
journey that ends in a ditch. <laughs> All right, whatever. Well, <laughs> thank, thank you, Cheryl. This is actually very, uh, this is really intriguing stuff. It is intriguing. Yeah. And now we have uh, a voicemail from Abby. Yeah. Sorry, Avi, that we didn't get to this last week. We had such an enjoyable, uh, enthralling conversation with Max Berry that we sort of didn't get to our uh, our voicemail. So this is almost two weeks old now. But uh, we very much appreciate your voicemail, and we wanted to uh, make sure to give it enough time that we could address it properly. So let's uh, hear what Mr. Hayun has to say. Hi, Squares. Um, it's Avi Hayun from uh, Israel. Just wanted to uh, send you this uh, quick uh, voicemail. Last show, you talked about the um, nostalgic games we, ha- we, we wished we had in the past and we still have the, the urge to have and we wish we had. So I twit- tweeted uh, you in uh, Twitter about uh, my, uh, my nostalgic, nostalgic game, which is not an, a specific game, but I always wanted an arcade machine. You know, one of those big, huge arcade machines you can find in the Arcadia. You put a quarter and you can play. I think today it's much more than a quarter, but anyway, you you know what I mean. So um, that's my crave uh, for a nostalgia game. A big, huge arcade machine. I don't even care which one. Almost all of them, the, the, the feel of the actual arcade machine with the controls and everything is just... Amazing. No computer game ever ever matched Mac can match that that feel of a custom made huge big arcade machine. So that's my thing. I even uh, tried to build one. Well, I just began thinking about it. I I, I read ske- sketches, do it yourself things, and controls, and uh, I heard several podcasts about it, but I never got to do it because it just consumes too much time and actually I don't have space for it in my house so that's that instead of that at the end I did build something I built a I bought a Raspberry Pi and installed a a very nice um, um, ROM for a Raspberry Pi which can uh, emulate any game system and and, and put there several uh, Several, uh, many games actually. Uh, NES, Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, Game Boy games, and MAME, which is a machine, uh, arcade machine emulator games. And I, I still have it. It's, it's a great thing. It's a very nice uh, thing I put uh, put up. I even bought the uh, special controls for it, and I enjoy it till, till today. It's not the the real thing, but it's close enough, and it's satisfied. So thank you, Bianca, and the co-host Brian. Uh, thank you for sending me the, the game, her story. I got the good game. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate all your work all year long, every week, which is amazing. And uh, I also thank you for the actual uh, prize of her story. Keep it up. And goodbye for, for now. Thank you so much, uh, Avi. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bianca loves this whole host-co-host thing. She's just like a pig in shit right now. <laughs> That's too cool. Well, thank you very, very much, Avi. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. And we really can't wait uh, till uh, the next uh, episode of your podcast as well. Um, so, okay, two things. Yeah. Number one, while we were listening to Avi, we found... Among other things, if Brian was looking for one for a pair of scissors for some reason... 
We lost them. <laughs> but we also found... Fortune cookies. Fortune cookies. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's see. Opening mine. What the hell kind of stupid crap does it say? <clears throat> no matter what happened, his or her love for you will never change. Oh, what a bunch of hokey bootlegic crap. No, wait a minute. Damn it. You know what that means? What? It means you can be a humongous, mega she-bitch, horrible witch hose beast to me, and I'll <laughs> still love you? What the hell is that crap? Behave, you. <laughs> Yay, get a jail-free card. Son of a bitch. Don't encourage her, Cookie. <laughs> I love you, Cookies, but don't encourage my wife. She doesn't need encouragement to be any worse. <laughs> what does mine say? You are modest and courteous. <laughs> yeah, right. Hang on, my phone's ringing. Nom, nom, nom. Mmm, cookie. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, nom, nom. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Stupid-ass fortune. Stupid fortune. All right, so, uh, sorry oh, about that. Oh, you didn't read yours. Oh, yeah, you did. Stuff. Yeah, you did. It says I'm the greatest and you smell like uh, you are, cheese. You are not modest and you are definitely not courteous. I am modest. I am the best at being modest. The very best. I'm the most modest person that ever was. Yeah. All right. I want to... Let's just say a quick something about Avi's uh, voicemail. Sorry for our little intermission there, guys. I had a phone call and a cookie to, to <laughs> enjoy too much. Yep. Mm, okay. Cookie. Um, I thought about it a little bit more, about what uh, kind of an arcade machine or something I would have, and I think I would pick a pinball machine. Ooh, that machine would be good. That perked you right up when I said it. Yeah. It's a fun thing to own. If I'm, I figure if you're going to own an arcade machine or something like that, like a single-purpose machine, it may as well be something that's uh, replayable. So if it was an arcade machine, you'd want something like Tetris or something, I figure. Yeah. Or like, let's see, like air hockey would be awesome. Although air hockey would be awesome. Unfortunately, it takes up a lot of room, but a pinball machine doesn't take up as much room. Mm-hmm. But there, well, a pinball machine takes up a lot of room. True, but not as much as an air hockey table. That would be... Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That would well, be it's awesome. About, it's about the same, but you can put it against the wall, unlike air hockey. Mm-hmm. I guess you could, like, put it sideways against the wall. Anyway, yeah. Pinball machine. I used to own two pinball machines, and they were a lot of fun. I didn't play them every day, but uh, they were a heck of a lot of fun to have. They're probably increasingly more difficult to get maintained, and they might need more maintenance than an arcade machine, just because they're mechanical. But that would um, be a fun thing to that have. That would be so much fun to have. Yeah. Okay, so I guess um, that's it for voicemails. And hey, I think our pre-show is done. Yay, now we can get on to the post-pre... <laughs> the post-pre-show okay. before we do the show. Yep, so when we <laughs> played this week... Um, what did we play this week? Oh, yeah, we played Civilization Five together. Uh, yeah, we did. I didn't keep you waiting too much, did I? No, not too much. You were better than usual because you automated all your friggin' workers. Of no, I didn't. I was... Only at the end. Yeah. I've, been, I've been doing my workers manually because you encouraged me to. Mm. I don't know if it, it's better because of it. Yeah, because I find that when you um, when you can see the landscape, you can you can make better choices. Because most of the time, the default is often not always the best. Well, what I find is that when I'm manually controlling my workers, and for those who aren't familiar with uh, Civilization, which is like a do I have to explain Civilization? It's like a turn turn based uh, strategy. For is it a four X game? I don't know if you call it a four X game. Six X six X game because I don't know. What do you mean four X? 4X is a genre. Explore, expand, uh, exterminate, and I don't know, like... Extrapolate? Yeah, ex okay. excommunicate. Something like that. 
Well, you do excommunicate when you're trying to get rid of the heathen religion that gets put in your country. But oh, some other friggin' heathens. Oh, yeah, I did some of that. We both did some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, yeah, you uh, you built cities and uh, the worker units, um, they convert the nearby tiles, which are like hills or forests or jungles or uh, mountains. With Marsh, their, ju- uh, yeah. And, uh, or, and they might have a special resource on them, like horses or gems or something like that. So the workers convert that square to uh, exploit that uh, that resource and uh, increase its output, sometimes at the expense of other uh, resources. So uh, not so this time I controlled my workers manually, and uh, I walked them around the map, and like I, I uh, walked them exactly to the space I want to go to, and then I looked to see what's the recommended action. And nine times out of ten, I'll just do the recommended action, which you'd think is the same as automating the unit, but... I find that when I automate workers, if I have cities that are really far apart from each other, sometimes they'll all go for a really long walk. Whereas instead, when I'm controlling them manually, I'll like work tiles on the way to where I want to go, and at least they're not wasting time walking back and forth. At least they're doing something that they'll be doing in- inevitably. Exactly. The only time I send I set mine to automate is when I, I tell, instruct one to build a road. And then they go from point A to point B just building the road. Yeah. I try to prioritize that, or if there's a special uh, resource, like a luxury or, or stone or uh, whatever, mm-hmm. something like that, that, that'll help me to build things or special units or special uh, wonders or something, then I prioritize those. Yeah. Then we also played American Truck Simulator this week. Yeah, hooray. American Truck Simulator was out this week, at long last. Yay. So it's the... it's. The sequel to Euro Truck Simulator, or I guess the second sequel. There were games before that as well, I think. They were, I don't know what the other games in the series might have been, but uh, American Truck Simulator. It's basically exactly the same as Euro Truck Simulator with a few little embellishments mm-hmm. and improvements, but it's in the USA. And still, and you can't still, and you can't turn on a red light, which sucks. I don't know if you can or not. We're trying to figure out, there's some like little uh, idiosyncrasies that are kind of Eurocentric, like... They don't call it a gas station. They call it a petrol station, um, and or petrol, sorry, station. And we're not entirely clear on the rules of the road. Like, I don't know if it's true of everywhere in the USA, but in I think in most states and in Canada, in most provinces, you can stop at a red light and then turn right. I guess in in some of the European countries, maybe it would be turn left. But even so, um, it would only be turn left in England. Oh right, that was the only one where you walk where you walk. Whatever. Drive Where you uh, drive on the wrong side of the road. That's right. <laughs> Ding lads. Uh, so it seems like sometimes you can get away with stopping your truck and then making a right turn on a red light, and other times you get a ticket. Tickets are expensive in this game. But the, gas is cheap. Gas is inexpensive, but all of the traffic violations, like if you hit someone else or if you go through a red light or if you're speeding, it's way more expensive than it was in Euro Truck. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little more harrowing. You have to be very, very careful. Yeah, especially in San Francisco. I'm trying to break going downhill, and I got a speeding ticket. Yeah, all the hills. That's right. They There weren't as many hills in uh, Euro Truck Simulator as there are in American Truck Simulator. So that really, because you're in a great big heavy truck, it really affects your momentum. So you have to be careful that you're not speeding when you go down a hill. Yeah, I got a ticket for speeding at 33 miles per hour going downhill. Even in though, the 30 zone. Yeah, I'm going really... That's the stupidest crap I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. So we won't go into too much, but yes, if you liked ETS two, play 
American tra uh, Truck Simulator, aka AMTS. <laughs> A M. I mean A T S. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right now, there's only two states: Still California and Nevada. And they're going to be releasing Arizona soon. And Arizona will be free, but surely they'll uh, have a bunch of paid DLC mm -hmm. in the future. I kind of don't mind that they're starting with a smaller map to begin with, because there's achievements for, like, exploring all the cities in a state and exploring all the roads. And getting it in little, like, bite-sized tidbits makes it seem more achievable. I know, really. Getting the full Euro Truck map was like, I only ha I'm like, I have barely have 50% explore. I have like 50% explore and I'm going, and now all I have are all these little piddling side roads left to find. Yeah. So this is, this way makes it much easier. Yeah, I don't mind. It means yeah. you get to see all the sites. Although there is something to be said about the freedom of just going across a whole country or multiple countries. Mm -hmm. Oh, so we, we're a little hopeful about uh, future DLC. Um, in When you're in California, sometimes you'll drive past, uh, or in Nevada, it's Nevada, I guess. You'll drive past some... Uh, Signs that go to like Tijuana or something. Actually, like that. I was in California when I was said. in California. Yeah, I was heading, heading to San Diego, which is right near the border, which is near Mexico, which is near the Baja Peninsula, and I saw a sign for Tijuana. The happiest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> You've been everywhere, man. <laughs> so uh, it would be cool if we could go to different countries. Because the other thing we noticed is there's like streaming internet radio that you can tune into in the game. And uh, two of the stations are in Montreal, Quebec. So we're really hoping that we'll be able to go to Canada at some point. I figure if they put anywhere in Canada, it'll be the southernmost cities, which I guess most of the cities are southern. Yeah, 90% of the Canadian population lives within 100 kilometers of the American border. Yeah. Toronto's a couple of hours from Buffalo, New York. Uh, Vancouver is a couple of hours from Seattle. Uh, what's Montreal close to? Something. Maine. Oh, really? Maine? Mm-hmm. Same with Quebec City. Like, you can't, like, those are the two that are really close to Maine. Hmm. Yeah, so most Canadian cities are near the southern border and or uh, an ocean. I wish they would do a Canadian truck simulator, but American truck simulator, it's great. The scenery is so good. Mm -hmm. It's a, like, Nevada and California, they're beautiful. There's forests and there's deserts and there's mountains. There's a really good variety of different terrains and the roads look unique. There's different architectures and different plants you can see uh you can see birds and like people hang gliding and military jets my favorite i think is when you're uh kind of in the you're kind of in like the the drier lands you'll see tumbleweeds that go across the road and at first you're like oh shit it's an animal crossing the road oh shit there's 19 of them <laughs> then you see there are a bunch of tumbleweeds and you plow right through them that's terrific so there's a lot of uh like little flourishes like that that make it feel like a world Yep. It's the exact same game, more or less, though, than Euro Truck Simulator, with a few little new features. There's a new way to park, which is easier if you want to, which is nice mm -hmm. for reduced experience. Uh, there's way stations where you might have to stop to weigh your truck, which is just a little bureaucratic, busy work thing to do, but it's the simulator, so it belongs in there. Yeah. It's basically no different than getting on a ferry, going to a toll booth, or anything like that. Yeah, there's no more ferries. Yes, depending on... Uh, which you're uh, going dependent, because I mean, what if they. Yeah, there could be, I guess. I don't really know American geography enough, but maybe there's. Maybe there's things on islands that you'll have to ship to. Mm -hmm. Anyways, let's see. What yeah. else have we played this week? That's a good one. Oh, and that game is 20 bucks US, which is pretty darn reasonable. It's a lot of content and a lot of uh, depth and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
It's just uh, if you can get Euro, if you're looking for a really complete uh, experience, you might rather get Euro Truck Simulator, which just has an obscene amount of yeah. scenery and maps and content. But, but if you have it and you want something new but familiar, then get the American one. Yeah, well, familiar if you're on the same hemisphere as us, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or familiar in the sense of uh, if you played the game, you know what you're in for. Because, I mean, we both played the game, and right out of the box, we pretty much didn't uh, hit every fucking pillar coming out of the parking lot. Oh, yeah, I've had I've had my fair share of very expensive crashes already, of course. I've only had one really bad crash. Me too, but it most was very my, expensive. Most of my expenses have been traffic-related, usually speeding and going through red lights. Oh, my crash was because... Is it Nevada? They have, like, 80-mile-an-hour... Speed limits, oh, which I is know. like 138 kilometers per hour or something. That's very fast. And then on that road, there will be a bunch of like hairpin turns. So you really have to know the roads to know how fast you should have been going. So now I know how fast I should have been going because I... Uh, which is about 55, which I found for those uh, hairpins. Probably. So 55 is pretty safe, especially if you start turning in advance. Probably because there's a there's a whole bunch of trunk, truck bits. <laughs> All over California, thanks to me, and going too fast on the road because of the marked speed limit. Yep. Anyways, let's see what else we've been playing this week. Well, I've been playing. I played Jones on Fire, and we played a new game called. Don't don't gloss over Jones on Fire. Or did you talk about it last week? I mentioned it last week as well. Oh, give people a reminder. A quick one. Your name is Jones. You're a firefighter, and you go and you save cats, and then you come back, and then you go out again. You save more cats. All right. You're a firefighter, and uh, how many fires do you fight? Um, I went through fire. Yeah, zero is the <laughs> number I'm looking for. Like a fireman, you run under logs. <laughs> it's pretty cute, though. You, really? save, you save kitties, and you spend them as currency. No, you get money having saved the kitties. That happens. Oh, yeah, you get money called kitties. No, you don't get kitties. You, you get money called K, represented by letter K, and... Every piece, and you get money proportionate to the number of kitties you saved times the hazard level that you faced. Whatever, your butt is proportionate to a whale. <laughs> whale butt. <laughs> Sorry, did I stun you with my with my intellect? Um, I um, wouldn't call it intellect so much as, uh, I don't know what I'd call it, but it was certainly a new low in stupidity. Okay. And then let's see what else. Oh! Same thing. We have another game on heat. We have another game that we both played. It's it's a clicker, but it's not a free to play one. Called Plantera. Essentially, you start. It's a, basically a very simple garden sim a game where you plant a bunch of stuff. You have guys that uh, pick up your garden, and you have to defend from predators who are going to come and steal your stuff or scare your chickens. Yeah, well, predators—they're like herbivores. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Plant Plantera, what a cool name. You'd think it was like a heavy metal farming simulator or something, but uh, no, it's like a super-duper cutesy-poo uh, kind of a clicker game where you plant a garden and you can, and you get these little minions that will farm, uh, collect your uh, the fruit that drops, and you get a coin for the fruit that drops, and you spend the coins on a bigger plot of land and more trees and plants and bushes and... Uh, Guard dogs. Yeah, you get guard dogs. You get uh, animals that you can uh, also like farm for resources. There's cows that drop little bottles of milk, and there's pigs that dig around and find objects, including truffles. There's chickens that lay eggs. And, and there's sheep that leave wool. Yeah, that's right. It's really, really cute. <laughs> Sometimes the predator comes 
or whatever that's going to eat your crops. And so you click the predator one or more times, and then it just goes away. So it's kind of a peaceful, fun, kind of an arcade kind of a game. Mm-hmm. We have like three hours each in this ridiculous little game. It's Ugh, really cute. It's just kind of this, it's like an addicting little cute time waster. Yes, it is. And it was two bucks or something. Mm-hmm. So, uh... We enjoyed it a lot. I, I, just for the heck of it, checked out the Twitter feed for the uh, developers. Um, don't make me pronounce their name. <laughs> you want to go take a whack at it? It's this. Nope. You're the one who contacted them. You're doing it. V-A-R-A-G-T-P. Varagatapa <laughs> Studios. You're a Varagatapa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am now. <laughs> Vragatapa Studios. Come on, that hurts. But they you made hurt. they made they made this cute game. So uh, I checked out their Twitter feed, and they said that if you help them uh, market the game, then you'll have a chance to win a free key. So I mean, we don't really want to help anybody market anything. We don't want to be affiliated with stuff. But I did talk to them and ask them. You know, we were already going to praise their cute little game on our podcast. Uh, would they be interested in giving us a key to give away to our listeners? And they said yes, absolutely. And they gave us a Steam key. So that means we it's time for yet another one of our woefully unsuccessful uh, contests. contests. But this time... The 712th person <laughs> to climb Mount Everest gets a two... Anyway, what are we going to do this week? This week is much easier. All you have to do is uh, record yourself imitating your favorite farm animal and send it to us. We'll play <laughs> it on the air and then we announce the winner. So if you're willing to degrade yourself for a $2 game, then send us your impression of your favorite farm animal. And if you're and if you're not willing to degrade yourself for two dollars, why are you listening to us? Even (laughs) we're like super lowbrow and have very little self worth. As anyway, uh, I don't know if you're like shy about it, then uh, you can send it to us and we won't play it. Let us know whether you're cool with playing it on the air or not. We don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. But if you're, let's say, if we get two entries, and one person was is okay with playing it on the air and the other person isn't, then the person who is brave will win. So send us an impression of your favorite barnyard animal, a recording. Oh, you're, that's a good impression of a wife. Yeah, and that's a good impression of you getting your teeth kicked in if you don't shut your yap. <laughs> All right, so that's that. So win a copy of this game. It, and, and go buy it if you like. It's two bucks. It's really cute. We had a good time with it. So now it's time for our, our actual podcast now. Yay! And this week, oh, what the heck is this? I did not turn off all tracking, you stupid thing. Uh. Oh, did you did you turn on activity tracking on your watch, maybe? It might have disabled it on your phone. Sorry, we're just troubleshooting shit. Oh, I'm done. Okay, there we go. Okay, now that I got that fixed, because my phone decided to be an uncooperative hunk of crap, mm. it's time for our lovely... Ge- our theme, which is Guess the Game. Essentially, we both have short lists of games where we have the game that we have in mind, followed by a few hints. There's a few. There might be a couple of inside jokes, but don't worry. The game. It's pretty obvious. It's, if you played these games, you'll probably get the uh, jokes as well. Uh yeah yeah. So what we're gonna do is Bianca and I uh, privately wrote down like a list of games, and each one has a few hints that we're gonna read one after the other. So we're going to try to stump the other person. Um, so what we'll do is we'll slowly read all of our hints. And if you think you know what the game is, then just say, I know what the game is. But don't until wait until we've read all the hints before you say what your guess is. And that way our lovely guests at home can play along with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you want to say where uh, this idea of yours was uh, 
uh, inspired? Um, yes. Brian had been watching a uh, PC Gamer podcast, live cast, but I don't know what you call it. And they had something similar to this, except it was they would play the themes, a uh, song from like, the, I don't know what it is. Well, we did a few of them. And th I think the one I showed you was the level up sound. Yes, the level up sound. From different RPGs, mm -hmm. and you had to guess the game. Yeah. Do you remember the? Do you remember what uh, PC Gamer calls this uh, trivia contest they do every few weeks? I don't know. Let's skin the cat. Yeah, you're close. They call it Cat Fantastic. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, I believe, that was the brainchild of former editor in chief Logan Decker, who is a super, super cool, nice guy, and uh, he was like walking around and found a, a rummage sale at someone's house in their neighborhood, and they had all these boxes of a cat enthusiast magazine called Cat Fantastic. And he thought that was the best name ever. So he made a trivia game for his, the podcast, which he uh, which he had uh, founded at the time, or he had continued at the time. And that's what he called it. Okay. So uh, should I go first? My first one only yes. has one clue. Okay. Let's... One clue. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. Grab a potato, Vasily. Oh, I know that one. That would be Call of Duty 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's in reference to the beginning of Call of Duty 2, the tutorial part where you play as the Russians <laughs> in World War II. And because they don't, because they had more men than funding, they had to use potatoes for the grenade training. Yeah. So there's, you have to throw potatoes through the windows of a burnt out old building. And into a bathtub. <laughs> That's right. Or if you're like me, you pick up a handful of potatoes and you throw them at your commanding <laughs> officer and they bounce off his head and he doesn't really notice or mind very much. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And you, shot, you can shoot your allies near their feet as long as you don't hit them. Yeah, I have a proud history <laughs> of pushing that game to its limits. I love Call of Duty 1 and 2 and the expansion for 1, United Offensive. Yeah, and you're, 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 you're United Offensive. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, and so uh, in that game, I found that it doesn't really count. In most cases, it will not count as friendly fire if you don't kill one of your teammates. So I'd finish my, uh, I'd finish my mission uh, by the book. And then I would take pot shots and shoot my teammates in the foot and in the arm. And you can see what their condition is because the color of their name goes from green to yellow to red. So I would try to, to shoot my teammates within an inch of their lives. And they don't really mind. You shoot them in the arm, it's like, ah, and he recoils and he stands up straight again. Oh, I'm okay. It's but a flesh wound. So I like throwing grenades at them too. So they run away from them and it's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, my turn? Yes. Okay, here are my clues. I will read them out, and you can tell me at the end. If you know what it is, then say I know what it is, but don't uh, say the name until it's all done. Okay. Okay. Lost Family. Okay. Armada. Seduction. Treasure. I know what it is. Evil! <laughs> Sid Meier's Pirates, and damn you, I have that on my list, too. Of course you do. I tried to pick ones that you wouldn't have on your list. Why did I say evil? Mundo. Evil! Evil! Actually, since I have pirates, here are my four clues that I was going to uh, use. Yes. So, you want to visit the new world? Just sign up with one of those four questionable-looking gentle, gentlemen, and you're on your way. <laughs> Welcome to the high seas. Time to get to work. Who do you attack first? Your damage pull into port. Time to make some inquiries, any inquiries you have. You can't dance? That's all right. The plain daughter is easy to seduce as long as you don't completely trample her feet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The plain daughter is pretty easy, isn't she? Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot frilly shirts. Oh, frilly shirts. 
Puffy shirts. Puffy shirts. Oh, and jealous fiancés. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, your turn. All right, get into these machines. Don't worry, nothing could possibly go wrong. Trust me, I'm a scientist. Okay. You there, fetch me the following items and flush them down the toilet. Okay. Whoa, it's Ben Franklin. Ah, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Any guesses? Yeah, Day of the Tentacle. Yes. You haven't even played that. That's cool that you put that on the list. I recognized it from the time that you've played it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the I believe... I believe the remake is coming out this month. The remaster. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Our plan is, because Bianca hasn't played it all the way through, we're, we're going to buy it on day one. Absolutely no question. I love that game so much. I played it a zillion times. We'll buy it on her Steam account, and she'll play and I'll watch. And if she needs a hint, then I can pipe up. But then you can it can get your full attention, which it deserves, because it's a great game. It's short, and it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And you're a history buff, so you'll enjoy it all the more. Yep. All right. My turn. This one's a little trickier. You ready? Yeah. Go to school, sweep the inn, eat hearty meals, run away, flirt once a year. Hmm. Go to school. Shall I read them again? Yes. Go to school, sweep the inn, eat hearty meals, run away. Flirt once a year. Oh, I am dumb. I... You give up? Yeah. That was Princess Maker 2. Ah. Oh. You remember? I thought yeah. the last one might have been a giveaway. You remember your stupid princey boy that you can only flirt with once a year? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I thought that was Princess Maker 3 that I played, not 2. Nope, that's 2. Okay. I think there were four or five or six princess makers, yeah. but that was the only one that was translated into English. Ah, uh, okay. Princess Unfortunately, that's a great game. Yes, it is. Interesting, like, life simulator kind of a game. It is a simulation mm -hmm. with so many endings. That was a good game. Let's go for it. Your friend asks you if you want to try LSD. Your manager tells you... <laughs> I know it. <laughs> you're broken. You need to go... You need to tour. You try to write a song, but you're uninspired because you're bloody stinking sober. <laughs> and that Nickelback song. That Nickelback song? Oh, right. Because the game is Rockstar. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thanks again, Anatoly, for recommending that uh, text game to us. That was that was similar to Princess Maker 2. Because it was like a text simulation, turn-based kind of a thing. Yeah. That was a good game. Except you're more likely to die in that game than you are in Princess Maker 2. I don't know. Were you? Yeah. You die in Princess Maker 2 as well. True, but... Uh, monsters. Yeah, but that's only if you really go out and explore. Yeah, I guess so. Boy, do I want to play Princess Maker 2 now. Mm -hmm. All right, my turn? Yes. Okay. Cross-dressing? <sighs> I wrote it with a question mark. Mm -hmm. Self-medication. Lumpy crying guy running away. <laughs> and pee-poo. <laughs> what game is it? Cross-dressing. Lumpy people. <laughs> lumpy cross-dressing? Question mark. Self-medication. Lumpy crying guy running away. Oh. <laughs> and pee-poo. The Binding of Isaac. And that can also include The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Correct. After, yes. And Afterbirth. Yes, correct. There's one enemy in The Binding of Isaac. 
who there's a lot of poo in the Binding of Isaac, and there's poo monsters of various ferocity in the Binding of Isaac. Mm -hmm. But in the latest expansion, there's a poo monster that's yellow, who I have affectionately called Pee Poo. It's <laughs> a good job. You got it. All right, go for it, baby. This is nice. I'll just have it swim around here. Oh, look, food. Gom, 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 gom. Oh, shit. What the fuck is that? Ah! Whew. Got away. Hello. I like your wiggly tentacles. Wanna bump uglies? Would that be spore? I actually had one more for that, but yes, you're right. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were done. What was the last one? Yay, I have ten arms and three legs! <laughs> <laughs> so the first half of that, it sounds like me every lunch break. <laughs> but I don't get to bump uglies. <laughs> well, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. Alright, here's mine. And yes, as we said, some of these are going to be generic hints, and some of them are uh, admittedly inside jokes, <laughs> specifically for uh, the significant other sitting in the room here. <laughs> I don't even want to read this one. Why did I write this? <laughs> Charismatic heishis. I know it. I know what it is. Continue. <laughs> okay. Some. I'll read this as I said it. Some pixies or groblins or some shit. <laughs> Grinding monsters for XP. And Oni-chan! <laughs> Wait, can you say that? Yeah, you have that like dentist drill voice that you need to say that properly. What what's the game? Uh Last Remnant. Correct. <laughs> Good job. That was a tough one. <laughs> this is, oh, here we go. This one should not be have not, this should be inside jokes. It should be pretty obvious. Okay. For the glory of the motherland. Okay. Well, this housing sucks. Okay. You wanna bribe me? Okay. Oh, okay. No, you can't smuggle that in. Ah. And last clue. That picture doesn't look like you. It's clearly a very ugly guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is uh, Papers, Please. Yep. Ah, good job. <laughs> I didn't play too much of that, but I watched you play it because you're a lot better at it than I am. <laughs> All right, here's my next one. And this is, this is specifically for you, but anyone who has listened to the podcast is going to know what I'm talking about. Okay. Towel. Toilet. 45 seconds of exploring. Toilet. Ballpoint pen. Toilet. Mixtape. Toilet. The entire contents of a hallway closet. And, you guessed it, toilet. <laughs> what game is it? Is this Fahrenheit? No. What's the other game with a whole bunch of toilet? Um. As you play it. Oh, as I play it. Oh, I thought you were going to get this one. I'm trying to think. There's a, I play a few games with toilets with this one. This one is Gone Home. Oh. <laughs> Freaking Gone Home. I don't. I can't stop gushing about how great this beautiful little game is. Bianca plays it. She gets all these objects and puts them on and in and around the toilet. Christmas duck! Oh, I couldn't stand watching her after about 40... I gave her 45 minutes. I, I finished it at least. All right, hang on. Hide your, your phone for a sec. I'm just going to turn on the light. Do-do-do. 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 You drink enough of the coffee? The rest is mine, dude. 
<laughs> well, you guzzled that. I didn't guzzle. I sifted. You just happened not to drink very fast. <sighs> okay. Here are my next hits. Let's see. So, we're free. Good. Now, how do we get out of here? All I see is a river. Mm-hmm. Where? Why can't we go to the ocean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean I got? I need to collect a bunch of stupid artifacts? And? Boing. 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 Uh, I don't know this one. You must build a boat! Oh, good. <laughs> That's a great game. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that on the show, I think. Oh, yeah, Joe said that he played that, too. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. All right, my turn? Yes. Machine guns, lasers, flamethrowers, slowdowns, raspberry thickets. <laughs> That's it. I'm just laughing because that could be any number of games, but I'm going to go with Max Payne 3. No, there's no Raspberry Thickets in Max Payne 3. There's no Flamethrowers either. Oh, that's right. Slowdowns was a good, was true enough, though. I know, that's why. Okay, so let's see. Flame, oh, let's see. The only one I know of with Flamethrowers was uh, World at War. Okay, how many do you know with Raspberry Thickets? Raspberry Thickets. Fuck are Raspberry Thickets. It's like a bush with raspberries. <laughs> Raspberry thickets and flamethrowers. That's right. Um, Machine guns, lasers, flamethrowers, slowdowns, raspberry thickets. You want a hint? Uh, it's, well, it's not first person. Hmm. Machine guns, lasers, and flamethrowers with raspberry thickets. And slowdowns. Oh, slowdowns, of course. Slowdowns. Um, well, one more hint? I think I'm going to give up because I don't... Okay, that was Defense Grid. Oh, I haven't played that in ages. I know, me too. But do you remember the, the narrator guy? The old man guy? Oh, General yes. or whatever? And he has a line about raspberry thickets. That's like his most uh, his most uh, memorable line in the whole thing. Mm. Sorry, that, maybe that was too obscure. Yeah, that's okay. Hmm. This one is you're gonna you're gonna know this one as soon as I open my mouth, but uh, I gotta read all these as well. I gotta read all my hints for this one. Octopus tic tac toe. <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. I saw the wise and powerful. Are you sure <laughs> you should be shopping here? <laughs> I know it. Blades, shields, potions, grease, bows, helmets of all kinds. Oh, um, can I help you? <laughs> Quickly, before I pack up! <laughs> Ooh, I like your acting. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> that was, I guess, especially for me. She's talking about Titan Quest, which I is an amazing Diablo-like game. We played the hell out of it all a long, long, long time. It's mm -hmm. a great, great game. It was the. Uh, it came before Grim, uh, from before Grim Dawn. Same makers as Grim Dawn. Yeah, that's right. Iron Lore. Yeah, Iron Lore. And don't forget, it's also Titan Quest The Mortal Throne as well. Yeah, the expansion. That's right. If you're ever in the mood for a Diablo game and you don't want to play Diablo, try Titan Quest. It's so good, and it's often on sale on Steam for like three or four bucks. Okay, I have two more on my list. Here's one. This is just for you, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Vegetables, squares, swatting flies, occasional spooging, 
done well. <laughs> what is it? Little Farm. Little Farm. You want to explain? It's a match three game that has that has interactive elements. So essentially, you have to uh, keep pests off your uh, crops. It's not really a match three game. It's a style, match three style. Yeah, match three style game. Like you have to match at least three crops. No, it's like the you draw a square and you have to have it in all four corners of the mm. square. Oh yeah, four corners. It's I've never seen another game like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, why is there occasional spooging? Because I have a water tower, and once I fill, after it rains three times, then I can click my water tower to make all my crops grow at once. Because it spooges on your crops. Mm -hmm. And what's done well? At the when you finish your level, it starts, it 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 displays the uh, it displays the following text: done well, and then the done flips over and it becomes well done. So every time it happens, we both have to say done well. Well done. <laughs> Very stupid. Mm -hmm. All right. How many more do you have? Three. Okay, I have one more. You go ahead. Okay. This looks like a nice place to build a city. Okay, I can guess. Who the fuck are you? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> oh, it's you again. I don't want your stupid horses. <laughs> you want to declare war on me? Fine. Rub your face against my cheese grater. <laughs> and for those of you it? listening at home... No you, have, no, you can't walk in a straight line because there's someone else standing there already. Walk around. Ah, okay. That was that last change was the one I needed. You were talking about Civ Five. Yep. Because in the previous civilizations, you could walk through squares with other units, but in yep. Civ Five, they don't stack. Yeah, but you can walk a um a merchant. You can walk a great merchant, a settler, like the not. You can walk civilian NPCs through um military NPCs. Yeah, on a square, you can have one civilian and one military. Uh, units, but you can't have two civilians or two military units in the same square right. or in the same city. Mm -hmm. Oh, good stuff. We didn't talk, by the way, when we were playing Civ Five together. We, oh yeah, so we played it together in a couple of really good co-op games, really long, enjoyable, satisfying co-op games. Yeah. Then we both played it separately, and I think we both had the same issue where some nearby neighbor kept uh, bringing a, a great prophet or a missionary into our into our uh, territory and converting us to their religion. Yeah. So I don't know about you. I tried the diplomatic approach. I talked to them and I said, please stop sending, I don't think I said please, I said stop sending missionaries to our, uh, to our, uh, over our borders. And they said, okay. Yep, same here. And I, I gave them at least two chances or so. But after that, that's it. That's the end of that. That's when I uh, sharp, sharpened my pointy sticks, which are like, I don't know, probably, like, rocket-powered by the time they piss me off. Yep, same here. But their sticks are still pointy, pointy sticks. So uh, I uh, just uh, appropriated all of their land and all of their cities and all of their everything and executed all their leaders, and now they were part of my religion and part of my domain. Yep, same Jerks. here. In fact, I got a game going right now where I'm playing at the Celts, and uh, I got fed up with uh, the Incans, and... Uh, I guess, and I'm about to get fed up with the Ethiopians who keep sending their friggin' missionaries across my border. Fortunately, I have one of the Ethiopian cities under my control. Ooh, I hope it's the I hope it's the uh, place with all the uh, Ethiopian restaurants. <laughs> I love their food. Yeah, very good food. Mm. Various various goo with that you pinch with a pancake, mm -hmm. and you get all over your hands because you don't know how to eat properly with their stuff. Well, you do at least. I sure do. Oh, guys, if you've never tried Ethiopian food, you have to try it. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. 
All right, here's my last one. You're sightseeing. You're murdering. You're marked. You're in debt. You're here. You're there. You're now. You're later. Catch. Hmm. That's a big one. You want to hear him again? Yes, please. You're sightseeing, you're murdering, you're marked, you're in debt. You're here, you're there, you're now, you're later. Catch. Here in debt. That seems to be the big one here, and I'm trying to think about what I would have where you're in debt. Okay, yeah. The most po I think the most important ones are you're in debt, you're marked, and catch. Catch. I don't know what pretty games you're looking at. <laughs> I can't. All right, shall I? Yeah. It's a game you finished. That's Bioshock Infinite. You're marked. Ah, uh, yes. You're in debt. And catch. You remember Catch? Yeah. Oh, Catch. I was like, what the fuck, Catch? Elizabeth and Catch. Yes. Ooh, which one should I do? I got two of them. Well, do them both. Okay, we'll start with my this one. And it's... I can't sleep because the stereo is on in the living room. Uh-huh. Fire. Ah, fire. Everyone gather around and panic. Mm -hmm. I can't walk there because someone left the plate on the floor. Why the fuck did you kick my garden gnome? And Smuscle Magnet. Smuscle Magnet. <laughs> You're talking about The Sims. Yep. Smuscle. So that's either Sims 2 or Sims 4? Yeah. Yep, I have that. I, li I listed both since I figured it could go either way. Ooh. Do you want to... I think we've already told people what the Smuscle Magnet was, but would you like to reiterate? Yeah. yeah. For those of you who don't know, Smuscle Magnet is our, is our term for making everybody in a nearby room come dance with us regardless of their... Uh, Immediate physical and social needs. Yes, and not just any dance. It's a dance called the smuscle. That's right. You can click any... <coughs> with your sim, you can click on any other sim and say, join smuscle. So first you start dancing the smuscle. You click someone else and say, join smuscle. And no matter what they're doing, no matter if they're starving, <laughs> or if they're exhausted, or if they're about to piss their pants, they walk over to you and they start dancing the smuscle. And they do it for a while, and then they get bored and they leave because they have incredibly urgent biological needs to attend to. And that's when you click them, and you click Join Smuscle again. And they basically keep doing it until they starve to death or pee their pants or whatever. And then you make them smuscle on the puddle in the ground. All right, last one. I'm a sleazy salesman and one heck of a brown noser. Mm -hmm. Well, time to put that sleep to work and suck up to some other slime ball in this town. I need to ask a stranger for a favor. Time to turn up the uh, turn, turn up the charm, and my dreams haven't come true. I'm gonna go sit in this corner and pout for a while, and eventually go find something better to do that's probably not legal. Hmm. Will you read them again, please? I'm a sleazy brown. I'm a sleazy salesman and one heck of a brown noser. Mm-hmm. Well, time to put that sleaze to work and suck up to the other slime bombs in this town. Ah, uh-huh. 
I need to ask a stranger for a favor. Time to turn up the charm. And basic, and yeah, that was, oh crap, I didn't write the last one down. I had to make it up on the fly. <laughs> okay. Are you talking about a golden wake? Yes. Yay! <laughs> I didn't get it for the first time, but now I got it. Yeah. Yay! Uh, yay. Yeah, so that's it. We had one overlap, which is pirates. Yeah, that's right. I tried, well, we both did a good job. We tried really hard to pick games that the other person wasn't going to put on their list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you guys have any, uh, if you guys have any, uh, quizzes like that or anything, you are welcome to tweet it to one of us and the other, and we'll ask the other one on the air. Mm -hmm. and we can try something like that. Uh, this is a quick show. Are we all, I guess it's not that quick. Are we done? I think we're uh, done for now. Do we have anything else we want to mention? Uh, no, I guess so. Wow. We did it. Mm -hmm, we did it. <laughs> for the 51st time. What a surprise. <laughs> and we kept it under an hour and a half. Well, yeah, we won't if we keep talking about <laughs> the fact that we did it. Very true. All right. Well, let's fuck the fuck off then, huh? Yep. And we'll leave them with a few minutes to spare. Which yes. makes up for that two-hour uh, special the last couple of times. Oh, that was such a good time. Mm -hmm. It was great to talk to, to Max. Yes, it was. Really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So uh, thanks for listening to us once again. And why don't you take us on out, Brian? Brian? That's, Brian. So, that's weird. Why? I don't know. You said my name. We never call each other by names. Well, fine. Whatever you say, smag his butt. That's much better. Smag his butt. All right, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to us. Uh, special thanks to uh, Trolls and to Avi for uh, sending us their voicemails. Remember, guys, we want to hear your most convincing animal noises, barnyard animal yeah. noises, and you will win yourself a free copy of Plantera. That is such a cool name. Yes, it is. It's really cute. It's super duper cute. You'll have a good time with it. And if you don't feel like doing the contest, then go buy it for two bucks because it's a really cute one. Um, so, uh, as always, you can reach us on the web, squarefm.demodulated.com, by email, squarefm at demodulated.com, and on Twitter, we are at squarewavesfm. Beep. Beep. We love you guys lots. Thanks for, uh, thanks for bearing with us while we uh, got the rough news off our chest, but mm -hmm. uh, onward and upward. Yep. Okay. Love you guys. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye.
stage Maybe if nobody knew You'd be able to make me to stay I'm gonna go there Oh, there's a rain In the south I think I'm gonna go there I'm gonna go